going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. And just like that, we are back again with another episode of the VAR Bar Podcast. It's your boy, Mono. This is episode 136, and I'm joined by my boy, Prez is in the building. Yes, I, yes, yes. It gets a bit upset. Let me not forget my boy from from SO2, <laughs> C Strider, is in the building as well. Oh, <laughs> We're back. And uh, <laughs> and then my fellow Guna Toaster's in the building, man. Just back from doing some evil. What, what, what are you saying, Toast? Yeah, we local, we local. We local. Uh, we held the evil uh, off this weekend, my brother. None of that, none of that. <laughs> Oh man, hey, we've got a jam-packed episode for you guys, so we're just going to go straight into it. And before we hit on the World Cup, um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of stuff going outside of football. Well, no, sorry, in football, but outside the World Cup, I should say. Uh, Prez, man, going to go straight to you. We got given the announcement that Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United Football Club have parted ways. It was more of a case of um, when and not if following his interview with Piers Morgan. Uh Prez, uh, like you it's 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 emotional, but like how how are you feeling like with this whole saga with Ronaldo? Yeah, to be honest, uh the writing was on the wall, I think, even before uh the interview sort of came out and, you know, he he sort of launched it over two days. And um yeah, I think the, the relationship between the club um, and the manager uh, and Ronaldo just has not been good for a while. And um, I feel like this is probably the most, let's say, amicable outcome that could have happened where, um, you know, it's sort of like a mutual decision between both parties to part ways. He's obviously um, given up some of his wages over the, the next, uh, however long he's got left on his uh, contract. And, and really and truly, I think, you know, I wish him the best. He's still very much my goat. He's done so much for the club, um, especially obviously in his first term. And um, yeah, it's a sh- it's a real shame that it had to end this way, man. And um, yeah, just just got to wish him the best and uh, hope hope he's able to find a club uh, when he returns from the World Club. Um, C Strider, um, do you reckon this has maybe tarnished Ronaldo's career at United as an outsider? Uh, I'd say. Yes, I know. It depends, like, who you ask. I think for me personally, obviously being a neutral, no. For me, Ronaldo's the GOAT. Um, and I think he had to come out and say a few things, like, in terms of how he was feeling, how he's been treated. There's certain man in football that can't be treated this way, in it, and he's one of them people. So I feel like, obviously, he had to get off his chest what he did. Um, obviously, some of the fans will wash their hands with him because, obviously, he's disrespected the club, the manager, some of the players... But at the same time, he said some home truths about the Glazers, etc., which has now caused action to to happen, which they'll probably be thankful for. So, I think it depends who you ask. But for me personally, like his legacy isn't hasn't been tarnished. He's still the greatest player of all time, and um, it's just a shame that it's ended the way it has. But obviously, sometimes this is what happens in football, isn't it? Hey, as they say, man, all good things must come to an end, and um, yeah, it's it's just not going to be. Good, well, for me, anyways, not seeing him in the Premier League. Um, Tosin, so where, where's next for Ronaldo? Because now he's effectively a free agent. Be interesting yeah, to man, see. it's a great question. Like, 
honestly I, I have no idea man um, I saw like some of the bookies odds the other day in terms of like the potential like teams he could can end up at um, sporting having like the shortest odds I think I saw like PSG on that list I saw Napoli on that list but in all honesty until the dust settles post World Cup I don't think anyone has a real kind of idea where he's going to go if he is going to go somewhere I can see it maybe being on a short-term contract and then him up until the end of this season and then him maybe potentially signing his final long-term deal elsewhere or maybe at that same club um long term in the summer man but yeah at the moment obviously with the world cup getting on it's just it's it's very hard to say man and you know what if portugal come out and win the world cup who knows man maybe he'll just call it a day man like, the price went up so I think, <laughs> I, you get me so i think um yeah man the outcome of the world cup could definitely play a factor because he's so decorated you, you could ask yourself what has he really got to achieve now in club football you get me so Ah oh, man, um, Prez, would you would you be um, upset if he went to another Premier League club? Not saying he's linked to any, but would you would would you be upset if he did? Or um, as long as it's as well, actually, I'd, boy, I, as long as it's not City. I mean, I've been hearing rumors of potentially Chelsea as a run a runner. Um, they desperately need goals, uh, especially under Graham Potter. They're, they're struggling to, to score. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think I'd be upset. Uh, just as long as it kind of makes sense for him. I'm sure he'll be targeting as a priority uh, a team with Champions League football. So, you know, Chelsea currently being in the Champions League at the moment, that would probably be the most likely suitor. Um, you know, City not really needing needing a striker at the moment, getting Haaland. So, yeah, it'd probably be Chelsea if it was anyone. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that, to be honest. Oh, man. Um, potentially, he could be going to the retirement um, league, which is the MLS, where Inter Miami seem to be building some sort of super team, well, retired super team. Um, they're heavily linked Leo Messi is going to be going to Inter um, Miami and so will be Sergio Busquets. So who knows, Ronaldo could be joining these two and um, the MLS might have a name for itself. But of course, it's all these former players ending their careers. We'll see. Um, that's one out at United and a potential incoming Gapple Prez. Like, mm-hmm. I'm hearing he's um, verbally agreed. Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing the same thing. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, around the club, uh, that's PSV, are basically saying that, you know, it's a done deal and Gakpo has, as you say, agreed verbally and, you know, there's really no way back for him at PSV. Um, you know, I think it'll be a good move. Um, Squad-wise, uh, we do need to kind of bolster our forward options with um, some of our forwards kind of at, dipping in and out of form, not being available through injury. It'll be good to, to add him as another name. Um, obviously, he started quite strongly in the World Cup uh, if we're looking at an individual performance perspective. So, yeah, man, I welcome the move. Hopefully, it's not at a ridiculous price and it is a sensible price. Um, given it is, is the, I think it's the last year of his contract, so I'm not expecting astronomical numbers. Uh, but yeah, I welcome the move, to be honest. Ah, oh, man. Who's, well, um, obviously... Who's like current position or place, Prez, do you, do you see him fitting into? Sorry, for cutting your money off. No, yeah, he, he, he operates, I think, traditionally off sort of the left wing. So he's one of the guys who sort of cut him from the left and, and like to get his... Uh, 
he's got contributions that way. Um, obviously, Rashford at the moment, that's his favourite position and he's obviously in form. So I would say like, you know, for me, I would welcome him, him as a squad addition to our forward options. I'm not necessarily saying he'll come in as a starter or anything. Um, he can also operate centrally as well. So um, should we need uh, another option in a central position, that would be good too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think just to, to kind of bolster our options, especially with, um, you know, the, the, the upturn in, in the number of games we'll be playing, uh, in the new year as well, uh, still being in all the cup competitions. So yeah, man, I, I do, I do welcome it, man. All right, man. Um, well, we're obviously the World Cup going on. Clubs are probably doing their business in the background, getting ready for that winter window. We'll be giving you guys the updates. As soon as we hear more information, uh, let's get into it, man. The World Cup is finally like, ah, oh, we're, we're definitely in the mixture now. Teams are playing the second fixtures. It's now them ones when we're looking at the um, the next game. Oh, if so-and-so win, then so-and-so have to beat by X amount of goals. So it's getting interesting. From our last episode, we rounded it up with the France against um, Australia game, where Mbappe did a madness. Um, we're going to kick off the following day. One of the other shocks of the World Cup, Japan beating Germany, man. Like, that was a big, big result for Japan. And it kind of um, confirmed, let me know if you guys disagree with this, it kind of confirmed that this Germany ain't it no more. Because we thought, oh yeah, they could prove themselves. But the way they played against Japan was so poor. And, and like not to discredit Japan um, I feel like Germany Germany should have been should have been a comfortable win for them I don't know what do you guys think yeah I mean I caught the sort of second uh, second half of this game and really Germany were just second in every category um, you know uh, Japan looked after the ball incredibly well and when I watch um, Japan and, and teams um, you know the, sort of the Asian teams in this uh, in this World Cup, I'm I'm just really impressed with how technically sound they are. I mean, physically, they probably aren't, you know, up to scratch of, uh, you know, maybe some of the players that uh, participate in Europe and, and play in the top five leagues. But they've always got that sort of textbook technician style of play about them where they do everything sort of the right way, whether it's carrying the ball, passing, um, dribbling and, and just keeping their shape and structure. And I feel they they got their their rewards in this game against Germany because as you say Germany just did not play well but Japan were exceptional in a lot of categories all over the pitch so yeah big credit to them another shock in the world cup like you say um but yeah I was it's a little bit of a shame that obviously they dropped uh, they dropped points today but I would have really liked them to uh to, to sort of go on to the next stage and, and, and grow from strength to strength in the competition. But obviously now it's it's down to their last game now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And um Facts. Go on go on go on Toast. Go on Tos. Let's hear. Yeah, no, I, fu- I fully agree with Press to be honest. I think um like Japan technically were very sound and I think tactically they were very sound as well. Um even though obviously Germany took the lead, I think Japan kind of always knew that they had a chance in the game really and it was it was it was very much like a game of two halves um Japan waiting for their opportunities and then just taking them really and once they obviously made it 2-1 quite late I mean I don't think there was any kind of danger of Germany kind of stealing an equalizer it felt like it was very deserved on Japan's part so you you kind of just saw like the the German heads go down and yeah man um Japan were like full credit 
for their victory, man. They, yeah, they played very well. In the in the other Group E game, um, it was Spain against Costa Rica. Um, Calvin, how impressed were you by this very young Spanish squad? Seven nil win as well. So like they they they, they, they <laughs> it was almost like a statement win. Okay, look, Costa Rica, they are where they are, but um, they're still a good team to be in the World Cup. Yeah, man, I was very impressed with Spain. To be honest, like I. I looked at the eleven before the game and I thought, I'm not sure about the Spain team. Like I don't know where the goals will come from. Um, and I know they're going through a bit of a transition. They've got a few good young players in Pedri and Gavi. But I just saw Batam, but they really impressed me, man. Um, but Costa Rica were, were, were poor. Like From mm-hmm. start to finish, Spain just dominated possession, created chance after chance at will. Um, we're freeing up very early in the game and then just sort of kicked on even Morocco and got a monster goal so yeah now Spain impressed me but obviously the game against Germany is where I want to see what they're really about um, because Costa Rica were really poor but I don't know I've, the thing is with Spain obviously we, we we know previously they've had like great teams with, with great players and I look at them on paper and I think I just don't know but maybe they're dark horses in the competition and no one's really talking about them in terms of winning it and maybe that suits them they can just go about their business and just like keep picking up results, but we'll see how they get on tonight. I think Perez, we had a little conversation saying that in this World Cup, it could be a surprise win. Like mm-hmm. no one's really been consistent. Okay, maybe France because um, mm-hmm. they're the they were the first team that were officially through to the next round. But I feel like they've got a banana skin in them. So yeah, like what Calvin just saying there. Spain could be the dark horses. Who knows? It's only time we can tell. Um, we move over to group, um, I think it was F after then, um, where Belgium, Canada, uh, Morocco and Croatia kicked off their World Cup campaigns and a snooze fest of um, 0-0 um, with Croatia and Morocco. Guys, quickly though, um, there is a stat that there's a lot of games at 0-0 at halftime. I mean, I, I, I'm obviously keepers union, defenders union. I, I, I sometimes say it's great defending. But have you guys, do, do you guys think, have a guess of what this pattern could be? What's, what's creating this goalless uh, first half? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the other guys think, oh, but yeah, I don't know what the other guys think, but I feel like it's just, uh, just a lack of, of bravery coming out in the first half. It seems to, uh, it's almost like a tentative, um, start in the games for both teams where they're kind of just waiting for either team to blink first. I don't, I don't really necessarily think there's been, um, you know, from the games that I've watched that have ended nil nil in the first half, there's been that kind of defensive caginess that has caused the lack of chances being created. I just feel there's that, you know, that there's not been that team that's willing to take the game by the front foot and it's just caused this kind of stalemate with the with the ball um you know kind of bogged down in midfield or one team kind of dominate dominating possession but not kind of penetrating um that that's kind of how i take it i don't i don't know what toast or stress thinks but that's that's what i've seen yeah yeah fully agree man i feel like teams like have kind of really come into this tournament trying to make as like as few mistakes as possible doesn't really feel like teams are playing with freedom. Um, I saw that stat actually, Munu, um, in terms of like how many nil-nil games. I think there's actually been 50% of the games have been, I believe, nil-nil at half time. It's crazy, man. Um, I think there's been five nil-nils 
um, in total in the season um, of the, in the whole tournament. And I think we're obviously we're in the second round of games. I saw a stat that said that there was actually only one nil nil in the 2018 World Cup all rounds. Like yeah. so, it, the contrast is crazy. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think it's one of those ones where obviously it's a, it's a weird time where we've never had a World Cup in November. Teams probably are just trying to be as cautious and as safe as possible to try and get through to the ne- next stage, you know, while while they at least, I guess, maybe acclimatised to both the weather and both a World Cup like around this time of year, man. I don't know. Yeah, man. Um, it wasn't any much more interesting than the other Group F game. Um, Belgium only came out as 1-0 winners. Um I think it was it Michi Batshuayi with the only goal yep. there. Um, Davis miss, missing yeah. a penalty. Man, like <laughs> Lukaku's obviously is not match fit. Um, he did make an appearance today. However, like is 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 it really all they've got is Batshuayi after Lukaku? Are there any like could they not do like a false nine? Because that Batshuayi mm. is absolutely awful. Yeah, you're concerned. I was just gonna say, like you make you make a good point, Muni. But my concern is like. Not even just at um, striker. We're talking about every single position. Like, do you not feel as if this is basically the same crop of players that have been like playing for Belgium at major tournaments since like 2016 onwards? And obviously, they've been like dark horses for like six years now at these tournaments. Like the fact that um, obviously uh, Alderweireld and the Tongan are obviously still in the team. We still have the same midfield of like Tielemans, KDB and Witzel. Mertens obviously isn't getting any younger. Like it, it's, it's has the Hazard brothers. It's the same team. Like there's, there's, there doesn't feel like in the starting lineup, there's any freshness to it. So like they've not gone as far as people have expected them to in previous tournaments. And it, 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 it low-key feels like it's catching up with them. Obviously, like we saw them lose today, which I'm sure we'll get into they did not deserve to beat Canada. I mean, Canada had twice as many mm. shots, you know, so they definitely had a squeeze against Canada, man. So yeah, it's just, it's just very odd. Like they did, it just feels old and it looks old as well. There was a mad stat that I saw today. Um, I don't know if you guys might have come across it on Twitter saying that Belgium um, average 82 caps per player. 82 Do you know how 82 bro this is it man my brother the tongue brother like Martinez been dealing with the same players for like just less than a decade now when like no real improvement man it's crazy it's just looking stale that Eden Hazard man he he needs to hang it up man he really does like he's actually stealing minutes off off players that could be doing more at this point because yeah he just looks finished man he really does but you know like i think it was um was it the euros yeah they had that um that doku guy who like was kind of oh yeah he was getting minutes and he looked exciting he looked bright i don't know who he plays for i don't know if he plays in a french league or whatever but and he's not had any minutes has he so far and no, I'm just looking. I, like, I like to look at that Onana at Everton, but like from I'm just think Martinez at the same time he's got to make some decisions here. He's got to say, "Yo, like the team is old, the team is stale. I need to start playing some of the youth them and just think, you know what? Just like give them a chance, an opportunity on the world stage to do their thing because, like, like you're you're both saying this team is just dry, it's stale, it's old, and if they're not lucky, if they're not careful, they're not going to make it through to the last sixteen. Mm. It's true, you know. They've got Doku. I forgot about him. But he's actually they actually took him. Mm. Yeah, like you, like you said, I, though, I know Hazard's the captain, but 
And like, you know what? And even De Bruyne come out and said, he come out and said that, oh yeah, we're, we're not going to win it because we're too old. He literally said it in an interview. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. when like your star man is saying I wondered it, if that was like, fake news. I'm not sure Is about him saying it. Quote? Was it? Yeah, bro. It's, it's a I real heard, quote. I heard that's what he said. <laughs> it's a real quote. Yeah. <laughs> but the you've got to be honest. On and... that, like, don't get it twisted. you got to be honest, but like, bro, your star player coming out and saying that, like the day before a game or on the day of a game is pretty poor. I can't yeah, lie. That's a bit like, That's a bit Because nice. at the end of the day, we all know Players, players read the news. Players on social media, and and you're going into the dressing room on the day of a big game, and you're seeing your star man saying that. But at the same time, he's not lying. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. But his attitude towards sorry, Mono, his attitude no, towards like just on the pitch, and it, it's almost like he's so used to such a high level of football, high level, yep. you know, quality yep. quality of players around him that he can basically just ping a ball with his eyes closed and he knows flipping Bernardo Silva will be on the end of it or Harlan will be on the end of it but here it's almost like um. he doesn't have that that <laughs> belief that anybody's going to be able to do anything around him and it shows so bad like he gets so frustrated with Batshuayi because of well, how bad his touches yeah. <laughs> and how oh. how laboured his runs are and he, he just he, he couldn't make it more obvious but at the same time, are we well? Are we finding out more about KDB? Is he one of those as they used to mm, say, only mm. plays well around other good players? You know, yeah. this 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 is this is. Bro, the I'm of seeing a that... lot of talk, G. I'm seeing a lot of the Bruyne <laughs> under the lights, all this stuff, disaster classes. Like, is it is it a Pep thing? Is Pep just like protecting him? Like, when it comes to the big stage, is he really about it? Like, I'm starting to question it myself, but. I don't know, man. Belgium in general are just stale, man. Like They have right, to beat right. Croatia if they go through. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they need now. A, a must-win game and see if they've actually got the minerals. I mean, they messed up today. So, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Um, on Thursday, we were greeted with the final round of um, teams to kick off um, where Group H and G um, finished up their... Um, well, finished up the first round of World Cup games. Kicked off with Switzerland against Cameroon. Um, Switzerland came out as one nil winners. Uh, Cameroon born. Oh, I forgot his name. Um, uh, yeah, Cameroon born. Muted celebration, of course, paying respect to his home um, nation. Do you know, I'm hearing he's getting criticised about that. What for not celebrating? Yeah, yeah, I heard it as well, man. I heard, I don't know, man, there's always a lot of fake news on Twitter, man, but apparently yeah, Cameroon fans were outside his dad's house in Cameroon or some shit. I don't know if it's true, Whoa. but that's what I was, that's what I saw and like, I saw a video anyway, man. So it didn't look good if that was true, but you can't always believe everything you, you see. It's sad to hear it, man. Um, but in the other Group G game, uh, the Samba boys finally made their long anticipated, de- well, not debut in the World Cup, but I think everyone's waiting to see Brazil. Um and my Kevin, <laughs> you you got me. You got... <laughs> Give him the floor, man. You know he's been waiting. Hey, uh, <laughs> right on, <laughs> right on cue, right on cue, man. Oi, I think I I had to think about it for a while. Um, the the Saudi Arabia second goal and this, but I can't lie for me right now. Richardson's was it the second one? Yeah, the second goal is the goal of the tournament so far for me. I don't know what you boys think, but for me, that's the goal of the tournament right now. Yeah, it's class, man. Obviously, I put, I put that up there. Goal. Brazil's number blood clot nine. I've been telling man from early, <laughs> you tried to say Richarlison's dead, Drew tried to say he's dead, 
Cannot try to say he's the worst sign of the season. I told man from earlier <laughs> he preserved number nine for a reason, bro. Yeah, and when it comes to the big competitions, we're seeing what I go on, isn't it? I don't need to say no more than that, bro. And do you know the maddest thing about it? He's going to continue to do it as well. He's going to continue to score. He's going to continue to, to win games for Brazil. Neymar's out now. So I feel like that, again, gives a man another another gear to go up. And, bro, like, just, yeah, man. I'm so happy for Richardson, honestly. And, and knowing Jesus on the bench watching him. I know, obviously, for you, man, it's good because you're thinking, cool. Like, I don't want Jesus to play and get injured. But it just proves my point again that when it comes to, like, the striking thing, Jesus ain't about... He's not on his levels, <laughs> in my opinion, bro. And it's just proven. His goal record for Brazil is crazy. And that's what I want to hear for Brazil, brother. Like, he can do this in that yellow shirt. But once he walked on that Spurs top, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the same guy, bro, boy. Let's not do this. Not let's not do this. But because nah, we know. We you're you're doing that. You're doing that. You're doing that. Let's not do this. Bro. Because listen. You you know, yeah, as well as I do, yeah, that his role for Spurs is completely different. A lot of the time he's played off the right. Now, you know, Richarlison predominantly is off the left or down the middle, yeah. And obviously he hasn't been able to play in his position because we've got Kane and Son. So he's done a job out right whilst Kolusevsky's been injured. However, if he did get minutes, more minutes down the middle or on the left, he would have more goals. But it's just he's doing a role for the team right now and that's all you can ask for. But if we keep it to Brazil, bro, great performance, two great goals. And yeah, man, man of the match. Struz, what do you... Jesus can learn a thing or two from the bench. Say say he does have like a stellar World Cup. This is Richarlison, yeah, where, I don't know, he finishes top three in, you know, the, the golden boot race, right? Do you think that this will, when he obviously goes back to his club, do you think this will affect how he's used at club level? Say he has like an like a really good tournament scoring goals. Do you think anything would change going back to club football? Do you know what? It's a good question, man. Like very good just, question. It's so hard because of obviously because Kane is Kane and Son is Son, we, like them two are just first names on the team sheet. And then on, on the right, mm. like it's so hard to if Kulusevski's fit to get him out of the ball. Like the only way we can do it is to go to four at the back and play all four of them. Like in a four-two-three-one, yeah. and like that's the only way it would be able to work. Similar to how Brazil but do at the moment. I just, yeah, basically, and I just don't think, I just don't think Conte is going to do that. So it's a shame because he deserves more minutes and he deserves to play in in his preferred position because we can see with Brazil, like yeah, he's got world-class players around him, but we can see like what he can do. We know Richarlison is a good player. But it's just, well, some of us know. Obviously, others like Munya, for example, don't rate. Uh, but Munya don't really. We, Did you just call him more class? Sometimes. Did you just call him more class? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't say world class. I didn't say world okay. class. Okay. You said world sure. class. Just making sure. Bro. I'm just saying, you don't rate him at all. You you think Richarlison's whack. And hey, in a Spurs no way, Look at what he's doing for Brazil. Hang on, but it's the same player, G. Mm, okay, so this is just an agenda that? against Spurs. Anyway, let's not. Let's, Let's not do the Spurs thing. Let's not do the Spurs-Arsenal thing, yeah? But yeah, in answer to your question, um, question Prez, I don't know, bro. It's hard to tell because, like, you, how would you get Kane and Son out of the team? Yeah. Yeah, now, uh, yeah, the, the the stats, as we say, yeah, stats don't lie in it. People lie numbers don't. His stats for Brazil are, are stupid. So, I mean, you know, he, he could be... <laughs> the one for this year and I know a lot of people are not me personally Calvin before you get at me a lot of people are hating the whole new this is the new R9 but he's he's doing it in the number so you, you can't hit on him 
Um, to your fellow, uh, well, to his to fellow Spurs teammate, there was another nil-nil in the Group H. Um, South Korea drew with Uruguay, man. Another player that's dusted in Uruguay, <laughs> not South Korea. No, 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 no. Prez, Prez, Prez. No, nah, I know who you you're going to say. That's why I'm laughing. Oh, yeah, because I thought... <laughs> uh, Luis Suarez, man. My God. Mm. Get him off the Yuck. pitch as well, man. Yuck. Nah, man. Yuck. Um, the Uruguay manager, they, they dragged him. Dragged him to hell. They said, come off this pitch, Joe. He was pissed, man. Why is he Nothing. starting? Yeah, Why is he starting that in the team. first place? He's gone back to Uruguay and he's eating up them empanadas or whatever it is, the delicacies <laughs> out there. Cause he just put on the pounds here and he just looks completely <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, he no, is. He is. It's, I don't know what's going on in Uruguay, but it's not nice. It's not nice. I can't lie, bro. Like, Suarez did not look good at all, man. Like, and I got no love for Sench, man, but I mean, at least he was looking like a bit of a threat. Do you understand? Yeah. Suarez was offering them nothing. Um, South Korea as well, bit um, disappointing. Son had a really tough game. Um, I don't know whether that's because he's, he's, he's not fully, he's, you know, he's match fit. He had that like, surgery for his eye or whatever, but he just wasn't the, the son that we know of. But I'm sure maybe they'll, they'll kick into gear in the next game. But, hey, in, in probably one of the biggest games so far, um, most exciting game, maybe, we might even say, Portugal-Ghana, man. Cristiano, his first game since the news coming of him um, leaving United and um, the Black Stars were, were were back in, man. Great game. Um, I mean, I think Portugal are probably laughing, leaving with three points because... It, sh- it, sh- it should have it should have been at least 3-3 three, three, especially what happened at the end I'm talking about how Ghana played in general to be fair they weren't mm. that bad um, definitely at 3-1 there was no way that that, that scoreline would look bad on Ghana they, it was not a 3-1 game they got a goal back trying to push in and my man <laughs> instead of getting the ball out of the net yeah he thought yeah you know what <laughs> Ronaldo's watching me <laughs> Ronaldo's watching me, so let me dunk a sue in here, man. And you might, and they went on to lose the game, man. Ah, what, what a fantastic man. fool. <laughs> Boy, I mean, if I, if we talk about the game itself, yeah, Portugal really gave them man a lifeline. Just, just from through pure stupidity. That game, as you say, could have easily ended a free-free draw just through a lapse in concentration and, you know, obviously Ronaldo, the GOAT, scoring in his fifth World Cup. Uh, and, you know, at that point, he was he was brought off after, you know, they scored their third 3-1. You think, job done, stars coming off, see out the game. But then, for whatever weird reason, they just seemed to capitulate in the in the dying minutes of the game. And it really could have come back to bite them. But, yeah, they right. just need to pattern up for the next game, man. Like, I feel like from at least, like, Twitter and, like, the media, I feel like Fernando Santos gets a lot of, like gets a lot of abuse and it gets a lot of grief, um, grief um, from like the press and like Portuguese fans. But like Jao Felix rarely starts for Portugal. So it was really nice to see him start and obviously get a goal, very well taken goal. And then obviously like Leal coming off the bench and then scoring like almost immediately as well. I, th- I think like the manager had one of his better games for Portugal, man. So yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of the group, uh, it, w- it was a big result, man. So yeah, well done to Portugal. 
<sighs> yeah, Ronnie gets a dub, unlike certain men um, in, in, in their group. Well, in round one, that is anyways. Um, but yeah, that, that, that saw off round one fixtures. We then entered um, second round of fixtures on Friday. Qatar, um, obviously the host nation, got knocked out, well, officially now knocked out of the World Cup after losing 3-1 to Senegal. I think um, it was a much-needed win for Senegal, who, as we all know, are without their star player Mane, but have given themselves a, a lifeline and a possible way of getting out of the group. Um, as we now enter the second round, we now, as I said earlier, you start to start doing your mathematics, like... What, what clubs need to, what countries need to do to go through. Um, as it stands in Group A, Netherlands and Ecuador are tied on four points. Senegal have three points with the last round of fixtures game. So all three, um, are not secure. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm obviously rooting for Senegal. Let's get as many African teams through to the next round. Um, Netherlands and Ecuador shared the points in their second game together. As we mentioned, United target Gapko getting a goal there, um, which was later cancelled out. I mean, Ecuador, this is a tough one to be fair, because I, I do feel all three teams deserve to go through the football they've been playing. Netherlands, not the best, but actually, I'll probably say Ecuador, Andy, I'm sorry if you're listening, but Ecuador and Senegal for me should really be going through with the football they've played because we want to have exciting games. And the Netherlands haven't really excited me. I don't know about you lot, but they're not yeah, really... Fair, it's a fair comment, to be honest, man. I think, um, yeah, Ecuador and Senegal have probably given us the most exciting games in this group so far. And the obviously they're going head-to-head for the for their final group game, which will be, I reckon, a firecracker um, in, in the, you know, just going off how they've performed so far. So, yeah, man, Netherlands have looked... Uh, below par across their first two games and they just haven't shown any excitement as you say with the players that they have uh so yeah they would want to obviously with, with the the game against Qatar being their final game they probably want to do something a little bit more just to give them confidence going into the knockouts because you'd assume that that'll be an easy three points for them but you know you never know in this world cup um but should they slip up then yeah it could get really interesting yeah, it, it will, it will. Um, in the second round of games in Group B, man, things things just got even more interesting. Um, it was obviously the England against USA, man. Disappointing game. Um, another goalless game. I, I don't really have much to say other than I was just really disappointed. Calvin, I mean, is Gareth Southgate running out of ideas? Because he didn't want to change things up. I, I, he brought on Henderson. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> yeah. Listen, the, Southgate gets a lot of criticism. Yeah, sometimes rightly so in it because some of the subs and decisions, whatever, are questionable. Like bringing on Henderson, didn't understand it. But listen, USA were running the game; they were dominant in the midfield, especially the second half onwards. England were penned back, and maybe he wanted to gain a bit of control in the midfield. Um, I think in terms of his substitutions like bringing on Rashford and Grealish and, and leaving Foden on the bench. Like I think Foden needs to needs to get more minutes. We all know that. But if he would have brought Foden on and not brought another player on, other questions would have been asked. My main takeaway from it is why Mason Mount is still playing week in, week out. The guy, I don't know what he brings to the team other than he presses. I know Jake's going to hate it because he's Mason Mounts. So I don't know, is, is you or whatever. But fam, <laughs> that brother, he offers nothing to the game. What, what does he do? 
What, what does me tell me what Mesa Mountain does other than run? Gee, there's a, a bagger man that run. You can go yeah. get um some some dead ballers from Championship that will be able to run. Like I'm not rating it, but look, I think at the end of the day, Neil knows a disappointing result. Yeah, obviously England were expected to win the game, but it's not the end of the world. Like England are still going to qualify. Wales are out pretty much. They'll beat Wales, but Southgate just needs to start Foden. He needs to drop Mount, and he needs to maybe look at um changing his fullback like Trippier, maybe bringing on a Trent starting Trent for the final game and just maybe freshening up a little bit. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's still in England's hand right now. Um, It's more USA and Wales fighting for their life. And even, we'll put put Iran in the mix. I think England should be going for the group um, with how the table is looking. Um, But obviously, had they got the win, they would have been comfortable. But yeah, man, in the second game, honestly... Um, probably been up there with um Argentina's um Saudi Arabia and Portugal Ghana, one of the most exciting games. Iran against Wales, you man. This was a this was a Friday morning. You know, if my manager's listening, my meeting boy. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Friday morning game, and it was mad. Like I was jumping off my seat. Iran, big up yourselves. Well deserved winners, man. The way yep. they pammed Wells at the park here it was stupid it was stupid um had this been a draw or even even if it was a draw that's like an L for Iran the way they played so um, rightly deserved and that Welsh squad please I mean they'll probably try to turn up against England but just pack your homes pack your bags um it's another (laughs) squad (laughs) it's another squad with dusted players like that Bell and Ramsey yeah, they're done. Joe Allen, like you're bringing on Joe Allen to to do what? <laughs> no, um, it's a bit of a mad one still. So yeah, the final round of games sees England pay Wales. Wales needing a <laughs> if Wales want to go through, I don't know how. how, how. Like, I think they need to beat England by a, a good margin. I think it's like four goals hope, or something. They need to make yeah, it four 0 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then hope Iran and USA draw, but um. Man, even USA are not safe. I mean, I think we can we can say England are through, but I would love Iran to go through now after how they're playing their football. Even their two goals when they lost six two to England were great goals, but it's up to USA if they wanna if they wanna do job. Um, but yeah, so we move over to the next games that we talk on Saturday. Ah, uh, starting in Group C, Poland played Saudi Arabia. Uh, Lewandowski finally getting his goal, getting emotional as well, rightly so, you know, scoring in the biggest stage. Um, they finally got the dub. Saudi Arabia, who held some resistance, but uh, missed a penny as well. I mean, it, it just wasn't their day. Um, yeah. Not much. They were, they were unlucky, to be honest, man, I feel. Um, yeah, they, I think they, across the two games, they've they've played, I've probably been, they've, they've been, teams that have impressed me a lot across the, the, the first two games of this tournament I think I've just been surprised by how technically good they are um, and structurally they they seem to, to really have been coached into to knowing what they're doing and um, their number 10 uh, who who unfortunately missed the penalty he is I could I mean he wouldn't look out of place in like a yeah I was just, he wouldn't look out of place in like a, a mid-table Premier League team honestly 
Yeah, he can ball, man. Like, and um, yeah, he's just got that flair about him. Players always trying to find him, trying to you know get him on the ball to create something. And you know the players around him, yeah, they ju- they're just ge- they're genuinely decent players, man. And um, it would have been good to to see them to, to see them get a win. But I think it uh, you know it's just a little bit of capitulation on their side, a bit of naivety uh, defensively. Um, which obviously, you know, when you have players like Lewandowski stiffing around, you can't give them even half a chance. I think their second goal was was off a, a, an error as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. It was, they were unfortunate not to get anything from the game. But I, I think they... Agree, they yeah, just to piggyback yeah. off what Press said, um, like Saudi alongside maybe France and Ecuador have probably been the only teams that have had two decent performances back-to-back in the tournament so far. Every other team has been very inconsistent and... Um, yeah, man, like shout out to the the manager, obviously, uh, Renard. Obviously, he's um, managed Zambia before. Um, he's managed quite a few other different African teams and he really has them set up really well. I've been loving like the snippets I've been seeing online of of him and his translator trying to like motivate the team at half time and stuff, man. So, yeah. yeah, man, very unlucky, but there's obviously still a chance for them to get out of the group now that... Um, uh, now that they've lost simply because Mexico are absolutely horrific after the, the two games that I've watched. So Saudi can easily go into that game and, and try and get through with a win. Hey, he's a big drip as well. Big dripper. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the other game, uh, Mexico played the team with blue and white stripes and the team in blue and white stripes won. Um, moving on to group <laughs> D. Um, Nah, um, Argentina got the dub finally <laughs> against Mexico. Um, Leo Messi got on the score sheet. Um, I don't even know who's got the other goal to be fair, but I think um, I, I remember that's the one. Um, who did I see? Yeah. Who's the um, Zabaleta? Um, he was talking to BBC and he said he wasn't comfortable at all um, whilst watching this game. Um, he doesn't feel like Argentina were at the best. Another team that's been a bit of a slow burner kicking off. I mean, hopefully this this win now kicks them off. They were buzzing in the changing rooms. I'm sure we've all seen the videos on social media. Martinez jumping up on the table like a fool, like he might not break his leg. You know, there's a World Cup to play, man. <laughs> man celebrating, like they won a <laughs> won a cup final. Um, but no, I think a much needed win for Argentina. Um, and Mexico, a bit unlucky to say that they, they were going toe to toe for a very long um, period of the game. But when you've got someone like Leo Messi on your team, he he does stuff and a great goal to score across the keep, uh, keeper. It's a great finish, I've got to admit. Looking at the table, Group C, again, uh, Mexico still have a chance. As a, Poland are leading with four points, Argentina and Saudi Arabia tied on three. Uh, Mexico just won. There could be an upset on the cards here. Um, I mean, Saudi Arabia, Mexico know if they win, they've got a chance to go through, basically. Um, whether Poland or China will play it safe, who knows? So, um, yeah, Group C is going to have a very, very interesting last day. And then um, we move over to Group D, man. Gosh, Mbappe, bloody hell. I mean, the kid is only 23 and he's got, what, 31 international goals? It's yep. actually nuts. Like, what what he's doing at his age, yeah? You know, we have Giroud, um, shout out my boy as well, um, tying up the record with Henri. 
But <laughs> he's going to overtake Henri, but it won't be long till um, Mbappe just overtakes them both um, yep. with the way he's going. Uh, I, th- I think as well, maybe, I don't know, would you guys say Denmark were unlucky to lose? Because they, they, they held up a good fight and Christensen had a good header. Lloris again, but um, do, do you guys feel like Denmark were a bit unlucky there? Um, nah, I, I think France is up to I win, man. I wouldn't France. say unlucky. They were dominant. Gosh, is that? Yeah, I just think France were dominant. Like, yeah, I, I know they've played each other twice already this year and Denmark have won both times, but I think this this particular game, um, France were just a dominant side. I, I don't think it was a case of they were peppering them, but they were the team on the ascendancy. They were the team going forward, trying to create things. I think, obviously, Mbappe was was just electric. I think Usman Dembele has been been quality as well. Yep. And um, just in general, like I, obviously, I support France and they're the team that I support more so than England. Um, and I've obviously, they've come into the, the competition with a lot of injuries. I wasn't too sure how they performed, but I just think in general, they just look like a solid team. Where the other big nations, they're, they're lacking balance. I think France are a well-balanced side. I think they've obviously got two flyers out wide. Giroud compliments them well. Griezmann's playing well. And I just think in general that I've been really impressed with that Shumani as well in midfield. Um, he looks like a proper player. So, yeah, I'd, I think Denmark gave it a go. Obviously, they got the goal back. For, I don't know why you said Lloris, by the way. Like, it was, was it a mistake or I don't know. Was it another dig at a Spurs player? Um, no, I feel like he could have done a lot better to prevent that cross, but it's not a dig at him, bro. But we all, bro, come, come on, bro. We all know <laughs> hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Hear my man. Hey, you man seen the goal, bro. It was a corner, and mm. Anderson's won the, the header at the near post, and then, bro, Christensen's like three yards out. What do you mean? What's he? What can he do from there? All right, man. All right, man. I'm not I'm just chatting worse. Man, anyway, bro, um, so so Christensen obviously gets the goal back, and and then yeah, France gone to win it. But I think in general, like France were the dominant side, bro. Like I don't think Denmark were unlucky. Agreed. Oh man, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Calvin. Um, in the other You're game welcome, in Group man. D, <laughs> in the other game in Group D, um, Tunisia lost out to Australia. Do you know what was really disappointing? After their first game in Tunisia, I thought, yeah, do you know what? They they might be about it. But um, Australia, great game management, really. That, that's what I can really say about Australia's performance. It was just fantastic game management. They, they were still in the game. They got their goal and they just saw it out. Um, Tunisia would be probably disappointed with how they played. But um, I think it's... Well, France will confirm the first team through. It's yeah. more or less Australia now. Um, but well, the final group game is going to be Tunisia, France, um, Denmark, Australia. I, I see Denmark beating Australia, but yeah. Australia so that would put us, that would put Denmark Denmark through if they beat Australia. Yeah. Correct. So it's more almost like a cup final for those two teams already. Whereas Tunisia, I mean. <laughs> Um, they need the, I don't they need a miracle basically beat France and hopefully what um, it, even if it's, it's a draw um, I don't know this is this is, this is the match that's mapping but we'll see you know we'll see when the round three games when the round three games um, come across and then to today's um, action we'll just do the group well we'll touch briefly on, on the only um, one group E game as the other group E game is going to be kicking off shortly Um Japan played Costa Rica. And I mean, <laughs> this is a slightly shock if you look at these two teams' last game. Like, yeah. a complete 
polar opposite. Japan um, beating Argentina. However, um, sorry, Japan beating Germany. Germany. Yeah. Um, Costa Rica getting battered by Spain. And then Costa Rica comes and wins the game. <laughs> Football is a funny game, man. Bro, <laughs> undeserved, man. Like, probably one of the most undeserving wins in this entire tournament so far. Like, Costa Rica are so bad. So, so bad. <laughs> but it was just like a piece of, of dire keeping, if I'm honest. I think the keeper should have definitely done better with the attempts. And, um, yeah, Japan had a host of chances that they should have capitalised on as well. But yeah, like you say, man, it's football. Sometimes these things happen. If you don't slot it, you don't. Did the, the, the goal hit a deflection? Because it was, I don't get what the keeper was doing. I thought he hit a deflection that he misjudged the flight or height of the ball because um, he seemed to struggle to save it. Yeah, well, clearly, it's, it's, it's yeah, almost uh, like he just... super just dived too early, man. Yeah. He, oh. just, he, 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 he just dived too early. He didn't shuffle his feet. An, uh, enough yep. as well because yep. yeah like the commentator said any decent world-class goalie would have gobbled that up man pushed it around the post so um yeah completely agree with Prez man like Costa Rica absolutely stink but hey man sometimes you need that luck in football man like they didn't concede a goal and it, <laughs> they gave themselves a chance to win the game and that's what happens sometimes man we've seen results like that in this tournament man so I wasn't even too surprised to be honest and the other game in Group E, as we mentioned, will be kicking off shortly. It's Spain against Germany. What's your prediction, lads? Um, Germany need a result. Costa Rica's done them a favour. Spain can maybe make a statement, as we were saying earlier, Calvin. This is a chance for Spain to make a statement. Well, how do you guys see this game going? Spain up. I fancy Germany, man. Really? I'm going Germany 2-1. I fancy Germany yeah, as well, Yeah, I just man. think they have to win. Yeah. I think they have to win. Wait, if they don't win, are they out? Or is it not that? Yeah. If they lose, they're done, innit? They might be dusted, yeah. Um, Yeah, Looking at the group table, um, if Spain win, um, Spain on six points, Costa Rica and Japan on three points. I don't know who they're playing in their last game, but yeah, Germany would obviously have to win their last game and help Spain beat um, Japan. Yeah. Will that work? Yeah. So, they so could, Germany could still go through. Germany in their last game. Yeah. So Germany will need to do another Spain basically and get a mad goal difference. So then they can go up. I don't know if it goes head to head, but obviously if Spain then beat Japan, Japan, Costa Rica and Germany all finish on three points. But yeah. Yeah. Put it this way, yeah. That um, Hansi Flick, he's dropped Habert, so they're in with a chance because you see my man, yeah, <laughs> he is... Washed. I don't want. To, like, I know, oh yeah, he won me a Champions League. He won me a Champions League. Havertz. I don't know what Havertz actually brings to the table, bro. He don't score goals. He don't get assists. He don't create chances. He, what does he do, G? Like genuinely. You say, you, you say I've got agenda against Spurs right now. You've gone at. You've gone at Mount. You've gone at Havertz and Jake's not here to defend himself. So nah, please, please. Havertz bro, looks whacked. Listen, ain't even about Chelsea. Havertz is washed, bro. Dead. Like, but do you know who's good? That Musiala. I like him. Yeah. Oh, he is a baller. Yeah, man, he's good. He's good. I like him. But yeah, Havertz dead. So maybe because they drop Havertz, they might just, they may get a result today. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Man, one Chelsea player that has been on fire, had a great game today. Ziyech, man, finally showed up 
um, ran the game against what we said earlier is an awful Belgian team. Uh, Morocco came out as two nil winners against Belgium. Um, rightly deserved, to be fair. Uh, going back to what we're saying about hazards, he's just taking minutes off players. Like, I, w- I want to see Trossard more. Trossard comes on with like 10 minutes to go. Like, you expected him to do what? Like, with 10 minutes. Um, so Martinez has got to look at himself there and just think about his decisions. Um, Morocco now gives them a chance to um, go through. As in the other game, Croatia battered and knocked out Canada. Canada officially now, as we know, can't make it through. Um, to the next round so we go into the final round of games with Croatia sitting on top with Morocco both on four points Belgium with three points and as we said Belgium now need to beat Croatia if they want to go through Morocco will probably get that dub against um, well we say probably but this is football so they're in a good position to be the well an, an African team through again to the next round but Belgium have to show their cojones now like yeah. I, I also feel like Croatia aren't that great. Canada are just poor. So I can see... It might be a poor game because I think they're two poor teams. I, th- I think Croatia are done, in my opinion. I don't know if you don't, you don't yeah, think that. I think Croatia. in this Canada, this Canada game, yeah. This game against Canada, it was just... They just... Canada m- mistakes. Yeah, mistakes. And really, I think Croatia just found it quite easy to pass around them. Obviously, they're, they're, the squad is aging. They don't look like what they did in the, the 2018 World Cup, but they still do have quality players, especially in midfield. And then on top of that, they've got finishers up top too. So if you give them the ball, you let them have the ball and let them pop it around you, they will still get goals. And that's exactly what Canada did, just played into their hands. So yeah, man, this is just a, just the yeah, way of the game. Yeah. Did you think as well, Prez, like watching the game, because obviously the Belgian game, Canada mm. like pressed them, like Belgium couldn't literally play. But today, yeah. like they started quite fast and then they kind of just dropped off and almost said, okay, we, they almost scored too early and it was like, yeah. we're going to try and defend it rather than stay on the front foot. And they just played yeah. into, into Croatia's hands. Because like you say, with Kovacic, Brozovic and Modric in midfield, when they get their foot on the ball and they start ticking it, like yeah. they, they couldn't get a kick really. So yeah. they kind of played into Croatia's hands, man. Listen, Croatia's my sweepstake team, isn't it? So I'm hoping them man go through the <laughs> dark horse thing. Run to the final, <laughs> but, yeah. we'll Good luck on that one, G. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, so that that is the World Cup games up to now, man. So we've got a cup, we've got the rest of the groups that's um, G H um, finish up the second round, and then we'll be going into the final round of the of the World Cup games, man. Um, Overall, guys, what are your thoughts now of the World Cup, um, the whole tournament? Because obviously the buzz wasn't there before match, but I'm fully sucked in, man. Like, I, I, I'm loving life right now. Chef's kiss, you, man. man. Chef's kiss. Whoa. Life is good, fam. I wake <laughs> up out my stink pit, football on at 10 a.m. I go downstairs, bust a doo-doo, football on at 12 or 1. I, I yam little lunch, football dead at 4 o'clock. Bro, it's just... It's beautiful, isn't it? This is the life, G. Like, I don't even know what a gal is right now. Honestly, it's just football, 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 fam. Oh, mate. But obviously, like, when it gets to the knockouts, that's when it will get... Facts. When the the knockouts come. You know, like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The games drop off. Calvin, man, I, I just obviously want to give you the heads up. You need to have that schedule run one more time tomorrow because as of Tuesday, the remaining games, I don't know why they're doing this, are going to be played at the same time. 
Which, okay, maybe uh, I get yeah. beca- because of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, they always do this, bro. It makes yeah, sense. Integrity so, of the qualification, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so we'll now be having games at three, two games at three, and then two at seven from Tuesday. So tomorrow's the last day, man, of oh. 10 o'clock. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Got to pick and choose now. Right, it it's is tight. what it is. It's tight. But yeah, would you make it a competition though? Like in general, are you lot been impressed with the quality? Or I know we, we touched on uh, quite a few nil nils and stuff, but like who's been your standout team, standout players? I don't mm. I said to Prez, like I think we kind of said there's a bit of inconsistency. Um, France, you could say, because of the first team that's got six out of six and they're through. Um, However, they might have a banana slip in them. England disappointing me after the first game. I, I can't really call it Cal right now, um, which I which yeah. I like because there's no obvious winner. Yeah, I think I've been more impressed with the teams that I haven't expected to do anything. Um, it's been nice to see them kind of come through and show that there is footballing talent in their nation. Um, like mentioning, obviously, Saudi Arabia, uh, the likes of Japan, uh yeah so it's it's just been good from that side to see that you know the competition or the level of competition within the world cup is is higher in some areas than i'd expect which is nice to see man so you don't you don't get too many obviously there've been a, a few nil nils but you don't get too many boring games which is good yeah Mine, i hear that man. mine's a bit of a rogue yeah. one but what, what what i love about the world cup is actually just how much of a global event it is like i always like look out whenever like, like a team is playing i don't know like let's say like denmark's playing or tunisia's playing i'm always looking at what the crowd look like looks like and oh yeah if you notice like if tunisia are playing you can see hella man that look like they're from tunisia you understand like yeah. and it, it just seems as if like every team every country like people from well represented out which is just what i love because you can see it you get me you can see how much it means to them like when messi scored that scored yesterday you could just see like the argentinian fans like gripping at their shirts some of them yeah. in, in tears some of them doing the same celebration that messi does so yeah man i think just just the world cup being such a great global event for so many different countries has been good to see man are you sure you're looking at fans or you're asking the cameraman to, to spot out? <laughs> <laughs> you think I don't know? You think, you think, I, think I don't know, yeah? Toast wants that babe cam fan. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, right. Take time, please. I'm hearing Toast just made some... I... Uh, <laughs> here we go, Calvin. <laughs> Calvin, what? What? <laughs> Hey, nah, but hey, I don't know if you remember. There, there was one clip here. Yeah? <laughs> I found Triple X. You know them ones there. You for tuning after Watershed. But, but nah, I fam. I must have seen one video, yeah, of one Croatian John walking up the stairs, and like the guy's commentating, and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he lost his mind. He lost his mind. What a roaster! Lost in the back, fam. I swear. What a roaster! <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, let, let me get let me get the bomb and hey, shots, yeah. boys. Fuck it, now. Hey, see Strider, I know you got a shot for me because I know where you're starting already, bro. Go on, take that shot. Yeah, I got, I got a big shot. Um, for one, for, for one man, really, man, one man. R nine, yeah, Regen. I even see a picture come out on socials with him with that with that trim as well. 
Richarlison Andrade, I think that's his name anyway. Um, two goals on his World Cup debut. Do you know what I mean? Silence the haters, silence Munya, silence Drew, silence Toge, silence Kenna, silence anyone really that was trying to tell me Jesus is better than him and he ain't going to start for Brazil and rare tear tear. Man done the, the mad thing on, on the main stage. So half a half a half a half a shout out Richarlison. And I want a little Brazilian spice or something. Just a, a little Brazilian shot. Two actually. One for each goal. Uh. All right, man. All right. Okay, it's, it's, it's work tomorrow. You need to get your schedule right if you want to wake up in time, man. Um, so, <laughs> um, Prez, I know you got a shot, bro. Yeah, man, just a quick shot for my goat. Obviously, in the midweek episode, I said that I would. Um, sad to see him leaving. Um, obviously, talking about CR7. Um, sad to see him leaving United, um, but I think it's for the best. Uh, you know, look, thinking about the club and thinking about his future and what he needs to do to you know, for the rest of his career because he knows that he hasn't got much time left. So, yeah, all the best to him and his future endeavours and whatever team he lands at, he'll, he'll go back to banging goals, I'm sure, man. Shout out, my coat. Hey, shout out, my, yeah, shout out him, man. Hey, last, well, last but not least, Tosin, man. I know you got a shot, man. What's your shot going to be? Yeah, yeah, no, I touched on it earlier, man, but just a quick shot for Salam al-Dasari in it of um, Saudi Arabia, man. It's probably been like my MVP of the tournament so far, man. Just Baller. two very, very good performances. Obviously, he did miss the penalty, but um, man, he, he, he just did everything after that to try and get his team like some points on the board and to try and win and obviously scored a very good goal. Scored the winner, obviously, in the Argentina game, man. He's been really good to watch. I I, I was even Googling, man, to try to see how old man was, just to see if he could try to resurrect a career in Europe or something. But he's 31, in it, man? So, I mean, I'll, I'll be very surprised if um, anyone in Europe comes calling. But, yeah, man, he, he's been really, really good to watch, man. So, yeah, shout out him. I would love it. Right, boys, it's been a pleasure, man. Ugh. I'm loving the World Cup fever right now. And like Calvin said, tomorrow's going to be the last day we can fully enjoy. Um, we'll catch you, your listeners, in the next episode, man. Peace. Peace. In a bit, in a bit. Hey, Kyle.